If you're looking to move out of your parents' place, you could really cut expenses by bundling your car and renter's insurance with Progressive, which is good because your little brother has gotten really territorial. You're blood-related. You'd think it would be fine to share food in the fridge. I mean, who writes their name on every individually wrapped slice of cheese, Tyler? Still, you've got to admire the commitment. So bundle your renter's and car insurance with Progressive and use the savings to help you move out and have all the cheese you want. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third-party insurers. Well, greetings, Imagination Connoisseurs. Once again, it is I, your Duke of Dope Discourse, your master of fun and wonder, your viceroy of verisimilitude, and whatever other names you want to hang on me, Robert Meyer Burnett. And this is a momentous occasion, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, gentle beings, kind souls, however you identify across these, the 28 known galaxies. This is the first live weekly hero. And you know what? You don't come to watch this show for me. You come to watch this show for the Enchantress of Effervescence, oh. Chris Carr. Hey. She of a thousand voices. What's up? Are we going to get canceled today, both figuratively or literally? I, You know what? We were told <laughs> what we can and can't yes, say. We have a strict list. A strict list. To. And, uh, you know, I, I could get into hard and soft reboots. Yeah, we could. And uh, which is better? I've always thought a hard reboot is better than a soft reboot. I mean... That's just science. I think so. Yeah. I mean, I leave that up to you to decide. Mm -hmm. It's not for me to say. Yeah. Uh, what is for me to say is before we get any further, I would like to commemorate the passing of Kevin O'Neill, mm -hmm. the great comic artist Kevin O'Neill, who co-created the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen with Alan Moore. He was known for doing comics like Nemesis the Warlock and Martial Law. He also worked on things like uh, the Green Lantern and the Omega Men. He was an incredible, incredible comic artist he had kind of a wild gonzo style and he passed away from terminal cancer the comics code tried to ban him at one point they did try and he ban was, him. Yes. he was very very pushing those envelopes all the time he pushed the envelope yeah. and if you haven't seen his work please seek it out he was an incredible talent that left us too young at i believe 69 mm -hmm. so i don't want to be morose but he's a great artist and i have a lot of his work so on that note we're going to move into something that I know you have wanted to know this, Chris. Oh, my gosh. Uh, you, you, being the car girl that you are, your last name is, in fact, car. Yes. So automobiles are a big deal for you. Oh, my goodness. I mean, your name's <laughs> car, what a, after what all. A, uh, and I know you always ask yourself, because you've said it to me on, on, on numerous occasions, mm -hmm. you know, you've always wondered how fast does the greatest car of all yeah. go? And what is the greatest car of all? The Batmobile. The Batmobile. Obviously. And we've never actually got a, a, a you know, a, a Top Gear actual, they haven't like tested the Batmobile in, or Jay no. Leno's garage. Any of those people never told us how fast it goes. Not until the issue of Urban, or what is it? Batman, Batman Urban, Urban Legends, Legends. issue yeah. 21. Did we now finally, we, we finally got the, uh, the answer, Chris. And what is the answer? How fast does your car go? Oh my gosh. So the Batmobile can go 230 miles per hour. But for a 10-second period, it can make it up to 350 miles per hour when it's using its thrusters, which wow. is bananas. That's very fast. I don't understand how Bruce is whipping around Gotham. I don't either. Because th this doesn't seem sneaky or safe. Mm. <laughs> for the building jumping, if we're still doing that kind of like a Batman Begins, I get that. But And like in Batman Forever, the Batmobile can like drive up the side of a building. Yeah. But could it do that at 300 miles an hour plus? I feel like no. How could you stop before the roof? You'd get yeah. airborne quickly. Exactly. This feels like ludicrous speed. They're going to go plaid. So it's interesting to see, did, 
do we now have to then go retcon all of Batman comics history? And well, we've say had various that, iterations, right? We've had several different types of the Batmobile, so maybe yeah. this is just within the Urban Legends combat. Could be. Mm. But look, you know what? When we get, look, the Justice Mobile, that's a fast car. <laughs> like the uh, Tracy Chapman song, Fast Car. I love that song. It's a great song. What's your favorite iteration of the Batmobile? Um, I really like, I got to say, the 66 uh, Batmobile from the TV series, only because I grew up playing with the Corgi, yeah. the die-cast Corgi. And I'm getting a, a Jazz Ink Diorama's sixth scale 66 Batmobile. They're going to ship it to me at the end of this month. Maybe I'll bring it Ooh, into the... That would be cool. It'd be pretty cool, right? I really liked the the animated series one because that's the one that I had the toy of. Mm -hmm. So I love that one where it's that's, almost the weird stretch limo kind of situation. That's a great one, too. Yeah. It's a great one, too. It's a fun one. It is very fun. I really like the Batmobile in The Batman. Mm-hmm. It's mean, more it's of a, a muscle car that's been souped up. Yeah, I, yeah. I will have to say, and I know it seems like I'm biased, but <laughs> I will have to say that as far as a Batmobile like reveal in a movie... The Batman takes the cake for me. Oh, by oh, far. That was so good. The sound editing on that. Mm -hmm. just, oh, my God. Oh, so it, amazing. In, incredible. Mm -hmm. Incredible. Well, now that we know how fast it goes, I feel somehow my life is more complete. You know, it's those little details. <laughs> like, who? you always want to know about how the snap really permeated throughout different peoples and, and subcultures and I, I mean, supernatural I, I still, realms. I, so. I, I, I lay awake. I was laying awake at night wondering if when Thanos snapped his fingers, do supernatural creatures yeah. also... Do they go away? Like, did half the vampire population of the Earth disappear? Yeah. Points for DC giving us some, some cold, hard facts. I uh, Get on God. board, Marvel. Speaking of DC. Yeah. You know what also dropped today? A new poster for Shazam! Fury of the Gods. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the first poster. Well, there it was. Released by <laughs> Warner Bros. That is not the first poster of Shazam! Fury of the Gods. But uh, there, there it is. And, um, you know, it's... What do you think of this poster? With Billy just hanging loose? He is hanging loose. I mean, it's cute. It doesn't move the needle for me. You know? This is a very fun poster. It gives me an idea of the tone of everything. We're still having Billy be, you know... Right. Still a kid, ultimately. Still a teenager. I mean, I have to say, I like Shazam. I didn't love it. Oh, I loved it. But I loved the Marvel family, or pardon me, the Shazam family, I guess, introduced. I, I love the cast, and I can't wait to see them lean into that. But I am really excited to see Helen Mirren as a villain. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Well, that Helen Mirren is my, my husband's hall pass. Really? Yes. Logan, your, your husband's hall pass is in her 70s. Yes. So he'll never leave me for a younger woman. I wow. feel very confident and comfortable. I, I've always loved Helen Mirren. I mean, all the way back when she played Morgana in Excalibur. Oh, my gosh, yes. And she was she was the captain of the Leonoff in Peter Himes' sequel to 2001-2010. And, of course, she starred in Caligula as well. Mm. But um, I, I love Helen Mirren. And she's in the Fast and Furious franchise. She is. I mean, who would have thought? There she is. I mean, how good does she look as a villainess? She's amazing. She's and she's married to director Taylor Hackford. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah, I'm more excited about them and seeing how, you know, the Shazam family comes together and everything. And the trailers for this have made me very, very excited. The poster is just a little a little wanting for me. Yeah, and you know, the poster, it's funny because it, it, I've never understood actually the poster looked like it, it it it's artwork. I mean, I don't understand with all of the great comic artists that are alive mm -hmm. and all the covers and all the great artwork, why do our comic book movies lean into photoshop work 
That's and a great point. To be fair, some of it's pretty good. Like I do like the Avengers uh, posters, and even the, like Thor Ragnarok was a great one sheet. Yeah. But I don't understand why they they they. I mean, maybe it's a a, a contractual thing with the with the actors or something. But I would think that they would hire the great like Alex Ross or mm-hmm. Bill Sienkiewicz or whoever to 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 paint one sheets. Yeah, I think that would make more sense. And and you could even do either as you know. Your your heavy hitters, you know, have a have a Jim Lee poster or something like that. Yeah. Or you show emerging artists and have them do these posters for you too to showcase them. Or I mean, I know, unfortunately, I mean, I grew up collecting one sheets, and now a lot of posters are electronic. Mm-hmm. The images are in theaters and they're electronic. There's not actual printed posters anymore. Yeah. But I I do think that comic book movies have really missed the boat as far as key art is concerned, which is what artwork for a movie is called. The main piece of art's called it's called key art, the key artwork. Um, and I just, it bums me out that we don't get great comic artists to do ads for movies. It seems odd for something that source material is from a page. Yeah. It's very, very odd to not really commit to that kind of styling. I know. And I, and I always grew up thinking that key art should, in one image, sort of mythologize the whole movie. Yes. So you get a sense of what it feels like to see. Like you look at a Star Wars poster, like the original one sheet for Star Wars that Tom Jung painted and you you get a sense i mean it's a it's kind of a riff on frank frazetta's work or something and and you get a sense of what what it feels like to watch star wars from that artwork Mm -hmm. and i feel like we don't get that anymore yeah it it always has that kind of same formulaic blockbuster feel when you see a movie poster these days particularly when it is in the superhero genre yeah that's a bummer it is a bummer you know what's not a bummer what a new voice actor that we now have information confirmation We have a new voice actor, Mr. Daniel Kalua, is doing the voice of the Spider Punk, Punk yes. Spider Man. We know him from the games, we know him from the comics. Okay. He's now in Across the Spider Verse as Punk Spider Man. Daniel yeah. Kalua is Punk Spider Man, and his uh, first of all, I love Daniel Kalua. He's amazing. He's a fantastic actor. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I loved him in Get Out. I don't think I've seen anybody cry harder, like his crying heart when when when. Uh, he was in the chair, and she, and Catherine Keener's hypnotizing him. I mean, I'm like, get out of there! It happens so beautifully and organically, too. It's oh, it's so good. He's incredible. Well, he's going back to well, he's obviously um, he lives in Wakanda, mm-hmm. so there's no. Uh, they probably called him there and said, "Would you like to voice Spider Punk?" Yeah. And Spider Punk, Spider Punk has been in the comics. I don't know for how long. He's he's Earth one three eight Hobart Brown. Right. Um, but I'm not sure when he first debuted. He's relatively new. Yeah, he is relatively new. And and similar situation of getting the spider bite. Only his spider was uh, uh, given powers and stuff by water pollutants. So there's kind of this also like anarchist um, eco warrior kind of vibe that that Spider Punk has. He teams up with other people who are, have names like Mister Anarch uh, Anarchy and stuff like that. He plays punk rock music. Um, he tries to there, radicalize I mean, people with punk. Look at that. Ugh. There there he is. And, it's and so fun. He is in the video game. And believe it or not, Hot Toys already makes a figure of Spider-Punk, which you could get. Oh, hell yeah. And it's a great figure. And it's not hard to get because for whatever reason, it didn't sell as much as other iterations of mm-hmm. Spider-Man. But it's a great Hot Toys figure. A oh, great Hot Toys figure. 2014, Amazing Spider-Man Volume 3, Issue Number 10. That is when we first saw Hobie Brown. 
Wow, so he's, he is a relatively yeah. new, a new, uh, a new character. I, I really like. I think this is a very cool figure. I really, uh, I, a cool figure, cool hot toys figure, a cool character. Yeah. Who, what's not to like about Spider Punk? Well, and we got to see quite a bit of footage of you know the Spider Verse when we went to CinemaCon, and it wasn't finished, obviously. Right. But we did see some other characters and everything. So, how do you feel he's going to fit into that? Uh. I, I think he's going to play uh, uh, lots of uh, Black Flag uh, and probably lots of uh, the germs and maybe TSOL. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, who knows? Oh. No, I don't know. I don't know what his favorite, his favorite, his favorite music would be. Uh, spider Punk is a true Spider Punk, but you know, do kids even listen? They've got other things. Does punk still exist today? Hell yeah. I mean, Henry Rollins is now writing books of poetry. And doing a lot of voiceover work. That's true. Yeah, he's great. He's still a punk. He's so good. I, to be fair, though, Henry Rollins used to do spoken word too in the '80s. That's very true. All right. Well, then maybe that's a bad example. But I think. What too, about John Linden? Lydon, Johnny Lydon, Johnny Lydon, Johnny Rotten. Oh. Well. No. I'm still spitting on people, so. <laughs> yeah. Well. <laughs> public image limited too. I, I like, though, the idea of, because we've seen how different characters have different kind of animation styles right. in those films, too, I think he's going to have a really, really cool, wild animation style and really fun music that's going to accompany it. And I just can't wait to see, you know, how we had in the first film, noises and everything were, were written out on the screen. I can't wait to have those kind of twang moments with his guitar riffs. I think it's going to be so cool. I do, too. I mean, uh, I, I love the fact that they're adding that character into this because the movie, look, I loved into the Spider-Verse. Mm -hmm. And I can't wait to see across the Spider-Verse because it looks cool. And also Spider-Man 2099's in it. <sighs> Friggin' love Miguel. Which, so, I mean, I love the fact that I've already got Hot Toys from this movie. <laughs> I can be like, oh, yeah, I'm safe. You're saving I, money. I'm marked one. safe from Hot Toys from <laughs> Spider-Man across. Now, maybe they'll come up with something I have to buy. I really want the Spider-Punk one now, though, because that's really cool. Well, don't don't sleep on that Hot Toy, kids, because the, the value is probably shot up today anyway. Absolutely. It's probably too late oh if you don't gosh. already have it. Uh, well, anyway, Chris, that gets to the point in this show where we talk about, we have issues. We do. Between us. Mm -hmm. But we're not going to quite get to those yet because we have to hear a word from our sponsor. Hey guys, we want to take a moment and thank the sponsor of this video, Athletic Greens. Now, I started taking Athletic Greens because I don't eat enough vegetables, and I was looking for a way to make up for that deficit in my diet of those vitamins and minerals that I really needed in my system, and thank goodness I found Athletic Greens, and I literally take it every morning. You see, with one scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, all the things. And my wife got onto it, and now she absolutely loves it. You know, tons of people take some kind of multivitamin, and it's important to choose one with high-quality ingredients that your body will actually absorb like athletic greens so right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with a convenient daily nutrition especially heading into the flu and cold season it's just one scoop and a cup of water every day that's it no need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health to make it easy athletic greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune supporting vitamin d and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash campia. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash campia to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance.
And a special thanks to Athletic Greens for sponsoring this issue nine of the Weekly Hero. But now we come to the point in the show where Chris and I talk about our issues. And uh, we have you instead of the therapist that we normally pay exorbitant amounts of money to. Thank you, BetterHelp. <laughs> Thank you, BetterHelp, also a sponsor also of this a channel. sponsor of this channel. Um, now, what's really interesting, of course, this is a pretty, as far as comic book movies go and, and celebrating uh, Marvel, mm -hmm. this is a big week. Obviously, Wakanda Forever yeah. opens, means a lot to a lot of people. Um, it's expected to be a juggernaut at the box office. I'm, I can't wait to see it because anything that gives me more Angela Bassett in my life is a good thing. Mm -hmm. But we have issues. We want to talk about the issue. Yes. From Jonathan Hickman's run of New Avengers. Oh, yeah. 2013. Specifically issue seven. Issue seven. What happens in issue seven oh. of New Avengers during the Jonathan Hickman run? Shit hits the fan. So what you have to know going into this is that this is how we start getting kind of that Wakanda-Atlantis beef going on, right? So this is giving us a little bit more backstory and flavor on Namor and their relationship to... Uh, T'Challa. So in the Avengers um, and X-Men crossover prior to this event, Namor gets part of the Phoenix Force in him, and there's this huge tidal wave that like topples Wakanda. Feels like we see some of that in the trailer, right? So a little that's bit. why I was like, ooh, we should get into this, because this is kind of where we come to a head in New Avengers number seven, where T'Challa just calls him out. He had been denying the existence of the Illuminati and then joined up with them. Look it, at that I cover. mean, oh, it's so beautiful. That's uh, Mike... Uh, Diodato? How do you Mike say his last name? Yeah. yeah, doing beautiful art. I mean, it's it's a really gruff and intense fight too. I mean, when T'Challa throws that punch at him, like the art is really, really fun and gritty in this, but you get a lot more of that that rivalry between them in this particular issue. Yeah, there, yeah, there you is. go. Oh, look at his face. Look at like the veins on his head. Oh, it's so good. And I think this is a really important issue for people who want to know a bit more about the comic book history of these two sure. to see how that's going to play into the film ultimately. And obviously they're going to be making very big changes, but I think this is a really cool one to just kind of check out before you go into the theater. Well, you know, once again, I mean, while the MCU are not direct adaptations, they've always leaned into com certain comic book runs to inspire their films. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, the Infinity Gauntlet storyline was was huge, but Captain America Civil War and the Winter Soldier. Yes. I mean, the Winter Soldier came out of uh, Ed Brubaker's long run on Captain America, which I love. That also comprised some of Secret Invasion as well, which we're going to get later in the year and or later in 2023. And as an aside, scripts were great. Show's going to be awesome. Um, I, I think that I really love the fact that the MCU, while they're not direct adaptations of the comics, I really always appreciate that they go into their comics history to find those great nuggets and then put their own spin on them. And I have to say, you know, I've seen a lot of, of snippets from um, the movie. Too many, damn it. Marvel, you released way too many clips of this movie, and I can't stop watching them because I have no self-control. Oh, see, I stopped after we watched that last one we talked about uh, with Okoye. I was oh, like, I'm done. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm done. Yeah, but there's a lot of flooded Wakanda stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's it's like, it's really cool. And it, I love the fact that they're leaning. It looks like all the cast members get their own heroic moments, which mm -hmm. is very, very cool. That I love the shot of M'Baku pounding his chest like a gorilla. It's awesome. I love that. After he rescues people, mm -hmm. or actually he takes out a few members of the Talakan. I'm still wondering, is it just Talakan? Or is it an empire, a confederacy, a hegemony? I don't know. Mm -hmm. Got to see the movie. But I really, I really like that 
uh, aspect of it. And, and the, the idea that Wakanda and, and Namor or Talakan has... I, I, the thing I'm looking forward to most in Wakanda Forever is to see how they set up whatever that rivalry is. Whatever, why is, why, why are the Talakan, why is Talakan, it's so weird to not understand yet how to say it. Like, I don't, you can say, I, I know Namor's from Atlantis, and we know it's Talakan, but what, how do you say it? Talakans? Yeah. You know, I don't Talakans. know. And uh, clearly, I mean, and look, you know what? Again, I, I love the, I love the Mesoamerican origin that they've 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 they've, i love it i I think it's so cool because when i was a kid i was always fascinated by the fact that mayans disappeared and whenever you read books about ancient astronauts or anything they always said well the mayan people are going to come back you know like in of course they make the movie 2012 and the mayans didn't come back but Mm -hmm. hey i'm still waiting and i love this so oh i fell down such a rabbit hole when this first got announced of just like i need to know everything about these cultural references and having all of the different kind of um it's the equivalent of heaven or the, the afterlife yep. from all of this was so cool to read about of, oh, okay, these different levels and these different things in this part of the mythology. It's really cool to see that influenced in here because, as you've said many times on the main show, right, we do have all of this kind of religious overtone happening now in phase four. Right. There's gods among us. Yes. How do we deal with them and how do we actualize them and ground them and make them people who can walk among mere men? Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and to me, it's an adaptation. The MCU, they can't, they can't just port over something from the comics. And I like the fact that they 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 bring it into our how would things work in the real world. Yeah. Like the Sokovia Accords. That was something I really thought was very cool, the way that was all handled. Of course, now they're they're null and void. Mm-hmm. So But anyway, that issue that was once again, it's New Avengers issue seven. Seven. Twenty thirteen. Written by Jonathan Hickman. It's a great run. All the issues in that kind of volume volume three of the New Avengers are really, really fantastic. But this is one I think that really helps you kind of rev up and kind of start speculating for the movie of the how and why for that tidal wave. It's not going to be the Phoenix Force. I mean, uh, yeah, you no. got to have, you got to have the X-Men before you can do <laughs> What's that. What's the Phoenix Force? Yeah, just, I absorbed the Phoenix Force. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know what that is. <laughs> um, so I'm interested to see how they all play with that. But Number seven, check it out, you guys. Go to your local comic shop. Get it in your hands. Get a physical copy of these. You can order them. You don't have to put it on your laptop or Kindle. Oh, breaks my heart when I you do that. I hate that. I can't stand reading this comics is, digitally. Yeah, this is my physical media. No, like, get get the get the papers in your hands. I own them. Jonathan does own them. I own them. I had them on there for when they first released on the first run. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. You know what else I have that gets me excited about Wakanda Forever, but at what, the same Rob? time makes me... A little sad. Yeah. Today's hot toy. It's a good one. It's a good one. Hello, everybody. I am here with the Sultan of Sugar Daddies, the Titan of Twerking, the Relisher of Redheads, and the Uh-oh. Speaker of Spoilers. Oh, come on now. <laughs> Rob, what do you have for us today? Well, today, in honor of the release, this week's release of Wakanda Forever, I had to bring in the king himself, the Black Panther, T'Challa. This is the Hot Toys version of T'Challa that came out for the Black Panther movie. There was a previous Black Panther figure that came out for uh, Captain America Civil War, but this is the figure that came out for the Black Panther film. And as you can see, uh, the the costume is kind of a rubbery, uh, it's almost like a rubbery bodysuit that covers it all. 
And it, I, I mean, I love the way this figure looks. It's pretty poseable. I would think that it might not be as poseable, but uh, I really enjoy this figure. I think it looks, it's got great shelf presence. You can pose it however you want it, but um, this isn't all that this figure comes with. I mean, this looks spectacular, but Taylor, watch this. Check this out, Taylor. So this figure comes with a great head sculpt of Chad Bozeman. Uh, and so you can take, obviously you can take the helmet off, but it came with like these black, this black light sort of Wakandan pillars that are part of the stand. And the stand plugs into a USB port and lights up these LEDs. And as you can see, uh, it, it shows the detail. It's almost like bioluminescent detail in the in the helmet and uh, that black light quality to the figure. This is a really cool uh, feature that Hot Toys gave us. And I don't think when this was released, we've ever seen anything quite like this. And again, kudos to Hot Toys for doing this. I mean, both pillars are... They're basically made out of foam, and then the, the, the display, it's a standard Hot Toys base, but it sits inside these, the, the sort of vacuform, the vacuform base, uh, pretty ingenious, and they didn't have to charge an arm and a leg more for the figure to give you this extra added feature. I, I think it's absolutely terrific. I mean, the kind of shelf presence that you get from this figure, um, I have other, I've got Killmonger, and I wasn't going to buy Killmonger, but it came with a Michael B. Jordan head sculpt, and once they added that, because I have a man crush on Michael B. Jordan, I bought that. They also sold the Throne of Wakanda, just the throne, separately, and they have Shuri and T'Chaka, and then they're re-releasing the Black Panther figure from Civil War, and whatever else they're going to make for Wakanda Forever, I can't wait. I really love this figure. And it certainly um, is a fitting legacy to Chad Bozeman and his portrayal of T'Challa in Wakanda Forever, or in uh, Black Panther. Well, uh, it is a great figure. And, you know, I just, I look at these videos that we make that I'm in, and I just fall in love with my figures all over again. I don't know what Aww. that says about me, but man, do I love them. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, Chris, because this show is live. We're live, baby. We get to find out what you all out there think. What do you guys yeah. want to think about or talk about? What do you want to talk about? What do you think about? You're going to tell us. Uh, and we've we've opened up the Super Chats. Yeah. They're still open now. You can still fire in some Super Chats. But Chris, let's find out. We don't know. We've never heard from our viewers no, before. This, this is, is the fun. first time. We'll figure out if you have issues. <laughs> It'll be great. With us, with each with, other. <laughs> with our lifestyle choices. Who's to say? My God. Yeah. So let's Chris, go. let's fire them up. Fire up those super chats, let's, gentlemen. Let's go over to uh, Taylor first. He's got a couple of member chats. That's yeah. right. Taylor's got some member chats for this show. Yeah. And actually, since I'm here and we're live for the first time, if you guys have any more member chats you want to send in, I will catch them and I will read the rest of them at the end of the show. But for now, we have two. First up comes from Future Millionaire, who says, just wanted to say you guys rock. Chris's quick wit and sarcasm and Rob's vast knowledge of films. You guys are an integral part of the show. Cheers. Oh, that's oh so nice. man! How much do we pay him to say that? I don't know, but no, checks that's in very, the mail. <laughs> very nice of you. Thank. That's very nice of you. Thank you yeah. so much. Oh, you do have a vast knowledge, though. I'm still convinced that you just like have a port that connects directly into the internet. Why do you say that? That is not. Oh wait, <laughs> <laughs> that isn't true. Uh, I just want to say I love working with you, and I, oh, I'm glad God. that we're live. I know. We, I mean, it's it's fantastic. So thanks very much. I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. 
All right, next up comes to us from TJ Slab Dragon Watson. Hey, TJ, how's it going? He says, I love the show and all of you. Up to 2,360 CGC slabs. Somebody stop me. Oh, my God. Wow. Wow, Whoa. times 25. You know, it costs 25 bucks to get your comic slab. Yeah. And that's if you do it yourself. If you're buying slab comics, you deserve Ooh. my great respect, and you have it. I'd love to know what your favorite. Do you have like an entire comic run of something slabbed? Or are they all individual issues? Like, does he have a favorite? Because I don't yeah. know if I would slab. You get to a part in a comic run, it's not great. Exactly. Would you slab it? I, I probably wouldn't. I don't but know. But I feel like if you're a true, true collector, then you'd want to have every issue, right? Yeah, I know. Mm. But would you slab them all? I wouldn't. I might slab all 20 issues of Atari Force. Ooh, that's a good one. You know? I don't know. People it's, would think I'm crazy, but I love I Atari Force. Sex criminals. <laughs> Boy, I love that run. I think it's brilliant. <laughs> oh. You should get a. Uh, you know what? My advice is, if you want to start up a YouTube channel, like surrounded by your collection, <gasps> and I think a lot of people would. So I would would tune in, man. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, think about it. with that many comics, <laughs> you could you could be you could do a new show every day for years. Mm-hmm. If you if you did like ten minutes on each slab book. Oh yeah. That'd be incredible. All right. Do well, it. that's our member chats. Awesome. Um, I'm going to move. <laughs> Wear it. <laughs> Wear it. Even, even yeah, put it the, on. Even with the butt pad. I'm, I'm too short. Okay. Um, from... Oh, so let me... There you go. Now you can see Sam Fisher. Awesome. From Sam Fisher. I would read Avengers Volume 7 for the Alex Ross alone. Ooh, for the art. Well, a, a volume, a, I don't know, was that the cover? Because I, did he I do... I was going to say, was, Alex Ross didn't do the cover for this, I don't believe, because it was... Because that was Mike. New Avengers. Yeah. Issue 7. Yeah, because we were Mike Diodato. But, but I like Alex Ross's art, like a lot. I love Alex Ross's art. Beautiful. We've talked about him before on here. We did. Um, Richard Kay, with James Gunn now being at DC Studios, I know he's good with a team, uh, with team movies like Suicide Squad and Guardians, so uh, were he a good at team superhero movies, could we get a James Gunn-directed Justice League? Oh, I'll tell you. If he, like I, I think I said this before, I would love it if James Gunn did Justice League, well, it's Justice League International from the mid-'80s, the comedic Justice League. Oh. Uh, that has the Kevin Maguire art. Mm-hmm. It's got the famous when Batman takes out Guy Gardner with one punch. And it's got Fire and Ice and Booster Gold and Blue Beetle, and it has Elrond. And that was the first time that I saw Maxwell Lord was in that in that run. I'd love to see James Gunn take on that. I don't know if a lot of other people would, mm-hmm. but I would. Rocket Red, be great. It'd be fun. From Richard K. again. Also, I know your favorite Superman is Henry Cavill. I'm in the minority, as my favorite is Dean Kane. What did you think of Dean Superman and the show? Also, Lois and Clark. I liked it. I loved it when I was a kid. I went and watched it again when they still had the DC streaming service. And? Oh, it does not hold up. Oh. <laughs> oh. oh. And you know what? I was John thought... Mulaney when I think of Dean Cain. Uh, is, is that Dean Cain? Is that Dean Cain? <laughs> I liked Dean Cain. I liked him as Superman, but I always thought that they had messed up his S. Like, I always oh. thought his S was slightly wonky. Mm-hmm. Maybe that was just because of his manly chest. Maybe. Could be. But I like Terry Hatcher. Terry Hatcher was great. There were just rewatching it. There were so many episodes where I went, I don't think this is Clark. Right. Because he was like quick to judgment. And he and Lois sometimes too, there was a lot more jealousy because it was more sitcom y kind of within there. Right. Which I understand works for what they were doing. 
But on the rewatch, it was, oh, I don't, I don't know if I should root for these two to be together. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's interesting. That makes me want to go back and rewatch it. Wow. I mean, All right. Check it out. Glenn Mark. Oh, my gosh. Glenn, congratulations, too. Uh, Glenn is a student of mine. I know he's a big contributor to your channel, too. Yes. He just published his first book. I got an email about it, and I have to keep reading because I only saw the subject. He talked about it on uh, our member call yeah. this weekend. Oh, I'm so excited for you, dude. And he's got multiple. He's going to He's gonna have more. It's a short story, yeah. I think. He's got more that he's going to publish. Mm -hmm. So that's very, very impressive. Yeah. Hey, uh um, by the way, I spotted man wolf once. I was following a river till I came across a low head dam. It was a weir wolf. Uh, yeah, no. No. <laughs> you had to go ruin it. That's okay. <laughs> we have another one from Glenn, too. Um, hi, guys. Yeah, uh, yay, live! Did you enjoy the output Alias Entertainment released? My absolute fave was Lullaby. I mean, Red Riding Hood, a werewolf, awesome. Um, you know... Uh, I, I couldn't tell you what else they released. I was going to say, I didn't check this out. But I, I will take your word for it. Because mm -hmm. I think Glenn Mark, he had asked me about Mars, the comic Mars that first comics published. Mm -hmm. And now I've got to give him two of my issues. Ooh. I have issues with Glenn Mark. Oh, my goodness. And he's going to have two of my issues. <laughs> nice. So there you go. <laughs> from jose andres estrada vaca thanks for putting on a good show yesterday for my 18th birthday any tips black panther 2 thursday oh my gosh first of all happy birthday all 18 the world is your oyster also you can go to jail though so watch yourself all right yeah those are tips <laughs> uh, uh yeah don't don't get don't go to jail yeah don't you do know? anything Here, here's bad. here's here's a tip that you here's a tip for your uncle bobster now that you're 18 for every dollar that you make from now for the rest of your life Put 25 cents of that dollar away. Yes. You won't miss it. You won't miss it. And then once you, once you get up to like $25,000 in the bank, take 12500 out and invest it. Start with mutual funds. That's an easy way to do it. And uh, trust me, in 50 years, you'll thank me. Yeah. When you're 68. I didn't have a savings account until I was like 30. Yeah. <laughs> it was it's, not I never learned good financial advice. Jonathan Boyko here tells He's me everything so I do wrong. Yeah. Be an adult now that you're 18. <laughs> also, tomorrow is election day. Hopefully, you were able to register prior to this since you turn 18 by that time. So uh, make sure you go out and vote. That's right. Yeah. What else we got? Pablo Zuniga, been watching Superman and Lois and loving it. I really like Superman. It's really Lois. good. It's a great adaptation, I think. And, you know, I, I worked on Superman Returns, and I can't help but think the great thing about Superman and Lois is the one thing that Superman's powers can't help him do, do is be a better father yes and i think that was a genius move on the part of the showrunners to lean into that because mm -hmm. no amount of superpowers are going to get you out of when you're when your kid's having a problem or talking back to you yeah i mean what are you gonna do use your super breath and blow them into the next county you can't do that well, and just how they've shown what a what a tremendous burden it is too of just you have to be so hyper vigilant about your own strength at all times. Yes, and I think that's one of my favorite things to explore with Superman. So to see him do that in a paternal way is really cool. Really good. It's a great mm -hmm. show. Glad you're enjoying it. From Jay Master, Marvel Studios producer Nate Moore confirmed Disney Plus Ironheart series is a direct sequel to Wakanda Forever. Did you guys know this? I did not know that. I did not know. I don't think I knew that, that it's a direct sequel. I mean, we knew they were making the show. Yeah. But it makes sense. I mean, that's sure. where Riri Williams is going to be introduced in Wakanda Forever. So I don't think they could do a, a, an Ironheart series without mm 
mm-hmm. it being sort of a sequel. Because if you think about it, Black Panther is a sequel to Captain America Civil War yeah. in a way because we it, it takes that story. I mean, T'Chaka is killed and, mm-hmm. and T'Challa has to become and stay king. So that makes sense. Yeah. I'm excited. I, I, I'm looking forward to meeting Ironheart. Me too. And the cast for that too seems just really fantastic. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. From Cody Hunt. Uh, didn't Hollywood Reporter say that he was a descendant of Reed Richards in Loki? I know he doesn't have to be. Oh, is this? Are, are we missing a part one? He doesn't have to be, but wouldn't it make sense that Reed was black in the MCU? Um, Cody, uh, I feel like we got here midway. Yeah. But also, it, yeah, it, oh, I, it would make sense for Reed to be any ethnicity, I think. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily, he could be anybody. Yeah. You know, I mean, sure, why not? Mm-hmm. We'll see. And sorry if we didn't answer that well. <laughs> yeah, I, I look like that was part yeah, two of a first part. Yeah, I feel like it part. was a part two. I'm well, sorry if that's the case. Um, Hammy Reacts. Recommend some murder mystery graphic novels, please. Ooh. Oh, I've got one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Torso. And uh, Torso is a sequel to The Untouchables, the movie. It's about Elliot Ness. Hmm. After, it's really, really good. So check out Torso. Uh, as you might imagine, it deals with human torsos and where they came That's from. Right. I would recommend Chew. I don't. I've not read that. Um, a guy has uh, psychic abilities to like see what happened to a murder victim, but only through eating. <laughs> wow! It's great. Okay, that sounds um, good to me. And also that last one, I said Hollywood Reporter. He meant to say he who remains. So if he is related to Reed Richards, would it oh, make sense? Well, then came, yes. Right? yes. Yes. That makes sense. Sorry, guys. When it's the acronyms, I try to just go to the first thing I think of, and it's not always the right one. Mm. It happens. From Harv's K. Rob, I know you're quite familiar with old school Shogun Warriors and the Jumbo Machine... Mac- Machinders? Ju- yeah, Machinders, yeah. Thank you. Uh, did you see Super 7 is coming out with a Jumbo Mecha Godzilla? I did. and I must- So for those of you who don't know, Shogun Warriors were, they were uh, die-cast figures brought over to here in the 70s. And they were, I believe they were Poppy before Poppy became Bandai. And they're, they, were, they were done in various uh, different iterations, smaller ones that are made out of die-cast. And then the Jumbo Machinders were the, the, the sort of roto-cast plastic versions and they were cool mm-hmm. and they made they made like dragon and poseidon and mazinga and they did godzilla and even rodan so yeah i saw that super seven mecha godzilla and to be honest i'll probably buy that because i love those yeah but they're hideously expensive if you want to try and find the originals Ooh. yeah but they're great <laughs> from east village some support thank you so much the gixer 73 what are your thoughts on the speeding bullets comic i have not read it me neither I don't know if it's new. I mean, I have to admit, Can if I it's a know? new comic, I, I I don't buy many new comics unless they come out in graphic novel form and I collect. I mean, I'm, I've been going back and getting rid of all of my individual issues yeah. and replacing them with hardcover graphic novels. And I'll keep the I keep the issues that I'm I'm t- I'm going to get. I have a box, actually a bigger box of comics. I'm going to eventually get slabbed mm-hmm. just that I want to have for my collection. Yeah. But I haven't read Speeding bullets. I've read stray bullets, but not speeding bullets. Yeah, I'm not familiar with that one at all. I'm, I'm the same way I get the omnibus. We have one box right now that's about the length of this table. That's all our bagged and board guys. 
but we never open it. So yeah, it's yeah. so pointless right now. I'm like, I should do something with these. And plus, I mean, people get mad. Like I've been buying the DC. I love the DC absolute editions. Mm -hmm. And like they, they recent there, there's three volumes of Alan Moore's swamp thing. And people get all angry because they they're recolored. But it's pretty. They're, the recall. They're so I love the recall. Those swamp thing. Mm -hmm. uh, if you guys like Alan Moore's swamp thing, not that I'm here to sell you guys things, but those absolute editions, I know there's going to be some purists out there who are watching this now screaming, but I love the absolute swamp things. Yeah. If, love it's, not, if it's not for you, don't buy it, but check it out. I it's love pretty. it. pretty. Really, but really pretty. That's how I read the long Halloween when we covered it. Yeah. I went back and popped open that, that absolute edition, which is great. So good. People had a hard time finding it too after that episode where they were like, I can't get it. Yeah. Um, Justin Seymour, with Gun in Charge now, when are we getting Plastic Man? Love you guys. I don't know. But see, I'm I'm an elongated man fan, and I, I always thought Plastic Man was the goofy version of elongated man. Ralph That's Disney. fair. But this is why I want this. Gail Simone writes for Plastic Man with Ben Schwartz's voice in mind, and I want that movie. Well, uh, Ben Schwartz actually did the voice. Yeah, or or live action did it, which is what... I want. Well, I I would watch that. It'd be so good. Do you know I, when there was there was um the hour long version of the Super Friends cartoon with Wendy and Marvin? Mm -hmm. There's um there's an episode with Spider Man or Spider Man with um Plastic Man in it, and there's like a, I, I want to say there's a giant computer. I maybe it's called the Geek, and there's like a mouse that's been running inside this giant computer. And Plastic Man has to like find this little mouse and use his arm. I just remembered it when I was a kid, stuck his hand in and I don't know. And maybe I misremembered it. In the chat, if I'm wrong, tell me. I want to say it was called Gleek, but Gleek's a monkey. Yeah. Gleek's, Gleek's the, the Wonder Twins monkey, right? Yeah. I think maybe it was the geek computer. I don't remember. Tell me in the uh, tell me in the uh, yeah, chat below, in the, chat. In the comments. Mm-hmm. From uh, Lord Merlin, a hundred dollar super chat. What? Did, did he use the power of the did he use the charm of making from Excalibur and conjure that up? Because that's amazing. Literally. What? I know it's the charm of making. What? Wait, can you do oh, that, is that one that more going time? Hunting? Lion hunting. <laughs> but uh, that is amazing, Lord Merlin. Thank I mean, you so much. Thank you. That is unbelievable. We appreciate it. Now our boss will be happy that we did this live and today. Can, and it's funny, this is the second hero, time. Guys. This is the second time Excalibur, because I Helen Mirren as Morgana. Yeah. We talked about her earlier. Mm -hmm. And uh, the charm of making. I, if you haven't seen Excalibur, it's so great. Good. It's Gosh. really good, dude. Mm -hmm. I love Excalibur. I love Excalibur. And, and the soundtrack. Dun oh. dun dun dun. Yeah. No, Wait, Rob. For a hundred dollars, I think we need that one more time. That wizardry spell. Thank you. Dang. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> From Jay Master, what are your expectations for the Madam Web movie? There's a Madam Web movie. I really? Yeah. Is Sony making a Madam Web movie? the first we're hearing of it. You're kidding. That's wild. Let's see what else he has to say. Uh, if the reports going around are true, they say Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield Spider-Man should show up. Rob, did you know there's a Madam Web movie? I had I, this. This is news to me. I mean, even on this show and all the stuff we cover, I I didn't know they were making a Madam Web movie. <laughs> Mom's the word. Thanks, Emily. <laughs> In all honesty, though, mm -hmm. I mean, I was saying from the beginning, I was saying they're beginning. bringing uh, Toby or Andrew back. Now I haven't heard. I didn't know there was a Madam Web movie, but I knew they were going to bring him back. Yeah. 
I don't I don't know if this is the movie that they would come back to. Right. I don't know. Because I'm, I'm, we still don't really even know what this movie's about. It's a very different adaptation of Madam Web. You know, she is usually a much older um, woman confined to a chair who is connecting all the various spider people throughout yeah. the multiverses. And this doesn't seem to be the case from the images we've seen. She's a paramedic. Um, it seems like maybe they're protecting like an unborn Peter Parker or, or his mother. Well, it or sounds like we've talked, we've actually reported on. Well, the jig is up. We have reported. Yeah. I did know there was a Madam Web movie. Yeah. It's just an ongoing joke. I tend to forget. Um, but uh, the if if the storyline, if that is indeed the storyline, it sounds really intriguing. Mm-hmm. Really intriguing. Yeah. I'm in. Fun. Yeah. And, and hopefully it's just better executed than Morbius. Uh, and we should mention <laughs> the first episode of the Morbius Minute yes! will drop on Friday where Ray Ora... Every Friday is going to review one minute of the Morbius movie. <laughs> now until, well, our son burns out. Mm-hmm. So that'll be fun. And that's real. Make Everyone sure. thinks we're joking. That's real. That yeah, is a, real, a real, thing. real thing. We're doing the Morbius Minute starting Friday. So hit that subscribe button, y'all. Get the Morbius <laughs> Mer- Minute. Woot woot. <laughs> From Talking Entertainment with Josie. I can't wait to see what the soundtrack for Across the Spider-Verse is going to sound because the one for the first one was straight fire. Hashtag rockin' with Spidey. That was a great soundtrack album. It is my favorite thing to work out to. I love it. It's great. I just feel like I can fight crime. You can. Yeah. You're dressed like Spider-Gwen. Apparently. Or maybe that's the uh, uh, one of the Avengers time maybe. suits. This is usually what I wear when I have to audition for 80s shows. Wow, okay. Yeah. All right. But I'll take nice. Spider-Gwen. Okay. The Prowler's uh, theme on that was awesome. Mm-hmm. In Across the Spider-Verse. Oh, yeah. The Prowler's theme. It was so good. It was so good. I love all of it. Um, 9.8 slabs only. Ever Vertigo's Read Punk Rock Jesus by Sean Murphy. I have not read that. Mm-mm. I have not read that. Only 9, 9.8 slabs only. Another shout out to cgc slabbed books mm-hmm. come on don't you ever go nine six if you can't find a nine eight heck yeah dude nine eights are expensive man but I, hey i get it you're it a baller, depends on baby book. you're a baller <laughs> i can afford nine sixes that's what they pay me here they don't pay me nine eight we're not getting here. that 9.8 money yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's some of that 9.8 money <laughs> getting book slabbed is <laughs> at all it's new negotiations yeah <laughs> um from matthew medina guardians of the galaxy is one of spielberg's favorite comic book films ever so the superman news could happen with the gun influence can you imagine that meeting spielberg loves guardians of the galaxy and now james gunn is actually spielberg's boss uh well steven let me tell you. <laughs> I mean, I could. I'll, I'm so happy you liked my film. Let's have a chat. Yeah, let's come over here, Steve. Yeah. Would you like to make Superman? <clears throat> I mean, talk about power lunches. Oh my gosh! Wow. Yeah. I really, if we do get that, do you think that the the first time Steven Spielberg meets James Gunn and James Gunn is the new head of DC, that Steven Spielberg walks into his office and says, "I am Groot," and giggles? <laughs> I hope so. I'd like to think that's what would happen. I hope so. Just throws a whole bunch of rocket raccoon. And you know what? I'm out of context. Yeah. And and then James Gunn's going to do this. Oh, no. I mean, I just want to see that meeting. And then they top gun hand high five and they sit down and eat their food. It's It's true. Actually, I could see Spielberg getting really annoyed with James Gunn if he did that. (laughs) Probably. How many people you think do that to him? Everybody. Yeah, I know. And they've been doing it for 40 years. Yeah. What do you do? 
from Anubis Genocide, one of three. I recommend you guys check out the spy family anime. Basic premise of the anime is a spy needed to create a family. I like um, that. As a cover to execute a mission to keep the peace between their countries of West Talis and Ostania. However, their daughter, the daughter he adopts is a telepath, and the woman he marries is an assassin, with the dad being the only one knowing their true identities. Oh, that's interesting. Wow. There's a well, lot going on there. The daughter's a telepath. Wouldn't the daughter know that the mother's an assassin? Because Yeah, she'd be able to tell everyone's true identities because she'd be able to read their minds. Yeah. That sounds maybe, good. Maybe that was supposed to be daughter because it was just D.A. Somebody uh, somebody asked so. us about that earlier on the show today. Yeah, yeah. So I'd watch that. We'll definitely have to check it out. From J Master, a few weeks ago, a Marvel producer confirmed that Disney Plus Marvel Zombies is going to be TVMA, a.k.a. rated R, with a season one of four episodes. Potentially unpopular opinion. I don't care about Marvel zombies at all. I don't either. Okay. I always thought in the comics it was real dumb, especially when Wolverine was a zombie. Where I was like, in what world? In what world does this happen? Well, they, they were zombies that were also sort of sentient that yeah. could think. And I, I just, I hate, even though I did buy, to be fair, I do have the hardcover, the omnibus. Mm -hmm. uh, but I don't, I, it's a novelty. I mean, it's fine. Yeah. It's a, to me, it's a one note joke. And once you do that, I don't, when you start giving them like, if they're not just mindless zombies, then it's not fun anymore. Yeah. That's how I feel, too. But, hey, is this live action or animated? I don't know. I assume animated. I, I don't know. We'll I mean, find out. Hmm. But if you're excited about it, have fun. Uh, Red Six Productions, the greatest car in cinema, The Wraith. In the movie of the same name, starring Charlie Sheen and even uh, Sherilyn Fenn's in it. Oh. One, one of the great only okay movies from the 80s. <laughs> great okay movie okay but it is a great it's a great car it is a great car the movie i recently rewatched it it's 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 fine okay. i don't love it i did see it in the theater though i did and the car was really cool it's cool it is cool okay. you know what okay this is gonna seem strange to say my problem with the car and the wraith is it looks too much like a racing car that belongs on a track as opposed to like the car that would be built in the afterlife. Like if hell could make a car, whereas if you go and like, the, yeah, there, see how it looks like more like a racing car. It, yeah. it doesn't look like it's a, and maybe an alien car from space or something. But if you look at the car, like look up yeah. the, from the 77 movie, the same name, it's, it's like a limo from hell piloted by the devil or driven by the devil that kills a bunch of people. Mm -hmm. I'll buy that. The yeah. evil Duesenberg. But this, and, and it's set in like the, it more of a deserty area. It just, it didn't quite mesh with me, but it is a badass car. Mm -hmm. It's pretty cool looking. It is cool. All right. From Anubis Genocide. Can't wait for Wakanda forever. Got my tickets to see it Thursday night. <gasps> I still have to get my ticket. I haven't, I haven't bought mine yet. Just it's, one ticket? What's Logan going to well, do? Well, no, I'm going to bring Logan, too. Oh, okay. That's our, our his birthday tradition, because his birthday's today, you guys. It's Logan Pizza's birthday. Yay! Happy birthday, Logan. I'm so happy he's alive and was born. He's great. But every year, there's always a cool Marvel movie that drops, so we usually go make a big to-do out of it. So wow. I'm excited that it's Wakanda forever. Do you drink? Yes. The, the Regal just finally opened their bar. Oh, well, there I'm you so go. Because I can walk there, so usually I have a cocktail and then go. So the, the cocktail comes with me in my tummy. But now... I can have it right there in the theater. Well, why don't you have one in your tummy and another That's one when you get what there? That's what I'm going to do. That's good. And we can do that because we walk and it's responsible. Don't drink in theater. I don't know. It's true. 
Suthius, guys, from what we've seen of Shuri, I just can't see her as the person in the suit in the trailer being acrobatic, unless she trains or time skips. I have to say, I don't think Suthius is wrong. John's made this point over and over again. Mm -hmm. Where did Shuri get all this training? Because that, that one long take where she's flipping across that wall. Yeah. Uh, maybe it isn't her. Maybe. Maybe it's someone else. I feel like she could train, though. And, you know, the heart-shaped herb does give you more powers. So... Or the suit she programs with some kind of an AI. Yeah. So this the suit knows what to do, and she kind of just follows along inside of it. Yeah. And while, while she's definitely an intellectual and she is, you know, more on the STEM side of things in Wakanda, it is a culture of, you know, warriors. Right. And so I assume she would have, especially because given her position, I assume she would have still had some kind of combat training for her own protection. Because yeah, who's to say she didn't? Yeah. We like just growing seen up? It. Yeah, we just haven't seen it. She just prefers to use, you know, her really cool arm blasters that she built. Yep. But we'll find out. In three days. Yeah. From Eric C. Kevin Feige stated in an interview that they are the Talatians? Talosians? Okay, this is something, Kevin. The, the thing about the Talosians, and yeah. the Talosians are an alien race in Star Trek that were introduced, canonically, they were introduced Ooh. in not the cage, because that was not originally seen, it was in the menagerie. I mean, they were designed for the cage, the rejected Star Trek pilot, but I can't call the Talocani, Talosians. Talosians. It's too much like the Talosians from Star Trek. But yeah. Kevin Feige's a big Trek fan. I had that same problem when the Keeping Up with the Kardashians happened, where I was like, "What?" I know. <laughs> Who and then they? everybody makes Kardashian jokes. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. I hate that. From CJ Rebirth, what are your thoughts on the '90s Spider-Man cartoon? I grew up with it on TV VHS. The theme song is fire, and I loved its version of the Green Goblin. It was okay. I didn't. I did you love it? it? I loved it. Peter Parker was my favorite, my first crush. Like that, From that cartoon. Yeah, this, this was my gateway drug into everything. See, the 90s, it was, I was a little old. I was a lot old. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was, I was growing up watching Spider-Man and things like that on the electric company. Oh, dang. That's how old I am. Oh. But, and then Spider-Man and his amazing friends with Firestar. Yeah. So the 90s Spider-Man cartoon was, I didn't watch a lot of cartoons in the 90s. I got, I got 90s version who had... You wore jeans with a belt and wore a polo shirt. And yeah. I was like, he's a dreamboat. <laughs> I'm in love with him. Oh. My, my taste got better. Oh, my gosh. John Keeley sending in $100.35. Oh, my God. Thank you, guys. You guys are amazing. Conjuring up cash on this first live yeah. show. I this guess people really like funny. us. We're like Sally Field at the Oscars. Oh, they like us. They really, really like That's us. That's amazing. Uh, first live weekly hero. Yes. Queen. Uh, good. God bless you, Rob and Chris, and all the rest of the team. From a way back since the Collider Massacre, I've missed my weekly live hero fix. Thank you all so much. Well, thank you, oh. John. That is so generous of you. Thank you very, very much. Yeah, it's and, really sweet. Uh, it's, really, it's really nice that people like the show. Mm -hmm. That's good, because now we have uh, ammunition to tell John not to cancel us. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it went well. It did go well. <laughs> we we think we did a good job and we made money. Yeah, people have supported us. And yeah. thank you so much. That's so very thanks, nice. Guys. That's great. It's better than the alternative. Yes. People hating us. That's true. I wouldn't like that. No. I mean, it's the internet. 10% will. That's fine. It's I true. I like those odds. From Corey R. So glad this is live now. I love the two of you together. The energy is awesome. How can I get one comic graded? I have an edge of Spider-Verse number two. Well, you know, the CGC, what you do... Um, what you do is you send your comic in and they'll grade it. But uh, the comic doctor, a friend of mine, so 
I'm, I'm, I, I, I am, yes, I like his service. The comic doctor, Kevin, out of uh, Canada, what he does is he cleans and he presses your comic. And you should do that before you have it graded. Uh, but make sure if you're going to spend the money and have it graded that, that it's worth it. Look up and see what uh, CGC comics of the same comic have sold in the past and what you can expect. Because if the CGC to get it graded costs like 25 to 30 bucks and then getting it pressed by the comic doctor is probably another 25 or 30 bucks. So if you're going to invest 50 bucks into a comic, you got to make sure it's worth, worth your while. Mm -hmm. That's all I would say about getting yeah. comics graded. Mm -hmm. And also thanks for liking the show live and liking the two of us. That's right. <laughs> Just uh, oh, I don't want. I can't sing and get demonetized. That's true. And I will say, there's um, some YouTube channels. If you if you Google CGC grading, there's some YouTube videos you can watch that like breaks it down, even breaks down how you should like box it up and everything. So yeah, and the Comic Doctor does have a YouTube channel. Kevin does have a YouTube channel. So check it out and write to him and tell him I sent you, and that you should get a discount. Yeah. Oh, Kevin's going to be pissed. <laughs> the R&B special. <laughs> yeah. From Joseph Sanchez. Great to see y'all. I rarely get to see you guys live, but I've been trying to catch more of the later shows because I'm on the East Coast. Have a great week, guys. Oh, Joseph, thank you so much for tuning in and, and watching the replays of everything. Too. Yeah, that's, that's very really nice. Sweet. We appreciate it. Uh, Noah Drayson sending in a $20 super chat. Thank you, Noah. Hey, guys. Do you, th uh, do you guys have a most anticipated Marvel movie or show for 2023? I'd say Quantumania. Also, I want to get into collecting some hot toys, preferably Marvel and DC, but don't know where to start. Any suggestions? Get the Batman. <laughs> well, I mean, first of all, I, I want to see Quantumania, too, because, uh, look, as a fan of Kang, uh, I think the, we've seen the, the Kang that we all know and love and want to see, I believe, makes its debut in Quantumania. Yeah. Full regalia Kang. Kang with the, it looks like, you know, there's a great screen rant video where they delve into how everything links together that we've already seen in phase four mm -hmm. and they base it a lot on what we see of what looks like chronopolis with all the rings yeah. the thing so maybe it all it's all connected so that looks that's for that reason alone i'm really curious about quantum mania yeah i think i would go with quantum probably as well I'm really excited about the Marvels, but that is that 2024 or is that no? 2023? It's 2023, and then also okay, cool. Guardians Three. I yeah. you know I'm looking forward to that too. Well, we, and we got the Christmas special coming up. Soon. I know, so I'm is, excited for that. And as for Hot Toys, look, it, it, you really need to think about what character do you want. And the thing is, the way Hot Toys works is they usually put out characters from the various movies. So the further back you go in the MCU, or if you want to get Iron Man, very they've done a ton of. Hot Toys bread and butter is Iron Man figures, especially the diecast figures, which are expensive anyway. But if you want to go back and get older figures, it's rough. Sometimes they're re-releasing things, like they recently re-released um, T'Challa, uh, Black Panther. But just pick your favorite figure, and that's where you begin. And, and buy the Hot Toys that, of characters that you love. Follow your heart. That's right. And drain your, your bank light. account. For Matt Sanders, sending in an almost $20 super chat. Thank, Thank you, you, Matt. Thank you so much, Matt. So Cavill has returned, and when he did, we heard William's Superman theme. Now, I don't want to be a stick in the mud, but I wished he'd return to Zimmer's theme. I want to associate William's theme with Reeves, not Cavill. Look, I I, I love... Dunno. I mean, I love that mm -hmm. Superman theme. I mean, I know what they, what they did. I mean, Danny Elfman used the Superman theme and the... Tim Burton's Batman theme in his score for Justice League. Yeah. But it's weird because they, those characters, it doesn't belong to them. 
And and John Ottman, when he scored Superman Returns, they they uh, uh, he adapted a lot of Williams' themes for the movie, and I thought it really worked. But mm-hmm. it was weird to see the Superman Williams Superman theme with the Henry Cavill Batman because Henry Cavill mm-hmm. Batman Henry Cavill Superman because that Zimmer theme is really good too. Do you think it's because it's a more iconic theme? Yes. Okay. It's more of a march. Yeah. The the Superman theme is much more of a march, mm-hmm. whereas. As much as I like the Zimmer thing, it's more the, his theme is more. It's more almost atonal. It's not atonal, yeah. but it's not dun dun dun. dun it has dun, like dun, a gong kind of quality to it. Yeah. Of, okay. It's quieter and slower. Yeah. So, yeah. I just even think in the beat of the edit, it was just easier to get those bars in there. Yes, I agree. You're absolutely right. From CJ Rebirth, as one of the few people who enjoyed uh, TSAM, sorry. The Amazing Ama- Spider-Man you, 2. The Amazing Spider-Man 2. I liked how the hands that the clock stops at after Gwen falls is 121, which is the issue Gwen dies in. Yes. Yes. It's a great oh, detail. I never noticed that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Definitely intentional. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, I liked the Amazing Spider-Man 2. I mean, it, it wasn't great. It certainly had was plagued with like a villain issue and everything. I just had, it, it was totally all over the place. I really yeah. liked the Ama- Amazing Spider-Man 1. I think a lot yes. more. I thought it was really good. I loved, I loved Andrew Garfield. Yeah. I really, really I did enjoyed too. him mm-hmm. as both Peter and Spider-Man. I think. The, tone I just just, the tone was just not consistent in part two. They, no. They didn't, it was like going to be goofy, but it was going to be serious, but it was all over the place. Jamie Foxx was too goofy. Yeah. But, to the point that when Gwen does die, you have a moment of, in this movie? Right. You're doing that in this one? And whereas I thought Kirk Connors was really dealt with well in right. Amazing Spider-Man 1. Yes, absolutely. But I was really excited to do the the parents' secret spy stuff. I thought that was going to be really, really cool. Yeah. To finally get a different Spider-Man story as opposed to like, well, we don't talk about his parents and his uncle's dead. Right. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> From East Village. Rob, you're a legend, man. Love your takes on physical media, hot toys, and cinema history. Huge fan, brother, from Perth, Australia. Oh, well, thank you. I'm a huge fan of it. That's very nice of you to say. I appreciate that. It's been a lifelong avocation, and I continue to hope I can keep learning more as I move through the end of my days. But uh, I love Australia. I got to live there for a year working at Superman Returns. What a great country. Your fellow countrymen are great, and I miss Coopers on Tap. Ooh, nice. It's true. From Tim Bill the Spider Monkey. Went a bit nuts and bought Planet Hulk, World War Hulk, and John Brin's Fantastic Four omnibuses. Now I need to buy... Oh, John Byrne, excuse me. Fantastic uh, Four omnibuses. Now I need to buy more shelves to put them on. Not comic related, but Rob, did you get the caustic plastic Bella Lugosi? Uh, first of all, Tim's good to, good to hear from you. Uh, he also comes from a land down under. Aw. Um, I have not got the caustic plastic deluxe Lugosi, but I am going to get it. That figure is in. Incredible! It's a Bella Lugosi Dracula. It's amazing. It's yes. really, really good. And the the deluxe one comes with a coffin and everything. It's very cool. Mm-hmm. I know Plan Nine is a terrible movie, but I love to watch it for the moments of Bella, not Bella, <laughs> Bella, not Bella. Oh man, oh. G Master, did you guys watch this past Friday's Disney Plus release? Oh, did you guys watch this past Friday? Disney Plus released a Marvel Studios special presentation, director by night, about the behind the scenes of Werewolf by Night with Michael Giacchino. Really interesting. Uh, no. And now that I know it was there, I will be doing that tonight. I, I have to watch. I saw it pop up the other day when I was turning on my Disney Plus, And we got to hang out with the Scotsman from it. Taylor and I went to a Halloween party where we got to hang out with Kirk. And it, it was, was so lit. fun. I was, was lit. You were lit. Everyone was <laughs> Everyone lit. Everyone was lit. It was so fun and wonderful. He's incredible. 
But we had a great time. And I definitely have to check that out because I love that special. Yeah. It's a good one. Uh, Timbula the Spider Monkey again. RIP to the great Kevin O'Neill. Yeah. Yes. And we that's who we were talking about at the top of the episode. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It was a great talent. From Jared W. Just bought Top Gun Maverick in 4K. First 4K disc. Also, not sure if you can get it in the U.S., but here in New Zealand, you can get Peacemaker Season 1 on DVD. Yeah, it's not come out here yet. I think you can get it. You're going to be able to get it in the U.K. as well. But I don't. I think it'll eventually come out here. But by the way, Top Gun Maverick on 4K is unbelievable. That and Dune, I think, are two of the great reference 4K discs that you can get now. Yes. And the, four, the Top Gun Maverick... Um, it, it it retains the IMAX and the the IMAX aspect ratio changes. It's fantastic. Ooh. From Romy Forever or Romy Forever, Rob. It was the Geek Computer. Yeah. And I remember the episode. Plastic Man saved the day by catching the mouse because it was making the geek malfunction. Yep. So that's how you have to geek geek. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yep. That was nice. it. It was they- like nibbling on the wires. Classic. Classic was, mouse shenanigans. I'm telling you. You know, and that was when the Super Friends was an hour long. Oh, my god! And the Flash was in an episode of that, the hour long, uh, too. Ooh. I know. Uh, you weren't even born. It's I fine. wasn't. I it's wasn't fine. even a concept. No. That's I don't okay. even think your parents were ever had met. No. no it was that no. long ago. No. They had a cute meet cute, though. My Love mom was, uh, my dad was a lifeguard, and my mom was a, a hot brunette in a white bikini. Wow. Yeah. And the lifeguard hit on a girl at the beach. Yep. Go figure. Yeah. Well done, Jeff Carr. Well done. I wonder what the first movie they went and saw together was. I should Flash. ask him that. I want to know. Oh, man. Timbula the Spider Monkey, in honor of Mr. O'Neill, which did you prefer? League of Extraordinary, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen or Nemesis the Warlock? I love League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, but Nemesis was just wacky fun. I read Nemesis before League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, and it was wacky fun. It was just, it's a totally, it was a totally different comic, but... I think you got more of Kevin O'Neill unleashed in Nemesis the Warlock. Oh, I didn't it, read Nemesis. I'm it, only familiar it, with League. It, it's good. Oh, well, nice. From, uh, oh. see, oh, whoop. can we go up? Down. Oh, we did the Tim Buell one. Okay, here we go. CJ. Yeah. There you go. CJ Rebirth. Chris, hi. I'm curious if you've seen most of the Pokemon anime films. I have. I stopped at the Lucario one because that's the last one with the OG cast before they were fired. I've watched most of them. They're all on Netflix for the most part. They cycle through them, and I just kind of put them on when I need background noise sometimes. Um, They're fun. They're cute. I like them. Yeah. And is that it? No. Oh, sorry. It went away, and I was like, oh, are we done? Um, the Geekster 73. Speeding Bullets is an older comic where oh. the Kens didn't find Kal-El, but the Waynes did and named him Bruce. I read Ooh. that. Yes, I, that is an older comic. I thought it was something new. And I'm like, but that knowing that, yes, I read that comic. I like that comic. That was an older comic, though. That I was buying comics. I've never read that I was that still one. buying individual issues, the flippers, when, they came, when that came out. Mm. I'm going to have to pick that up, though. That's a fun concept. J Master, FYI, Marvel and Disney Plus TVMA Marvel Zombies is animated with Marvel bringing all of the bloody goodness. You know what, though? Animated blood is not real. I mean, neither is the blood on movies. What? Yeah, it is. <laughs> Damn. Your sets yeah, are really freaky. Woo. I mean, I for me, a lot of times animated violence is just more accessible for me because it usually is so what realistic. What about animated eye violence? Nope. Still can't do it. Okay. It still freaks me out. 
I just I can't watch people put their contacts in, my dude. Like I can't watch wow. anything with eyes. It's what my if you have to get fear. contacts? How are you going to put contacts in your own eyes? I won't. Wow. I, I luckily have really great vision. When I worked at Disney, actually, I was supposed to get contacts for one of my other face characters, but I ended up switching to character management anyway because um, they wanted me to be Mary Poppins. Um, and then I was in talks to be somebody else who Snow had blue eyes. No, I never got Snow White, which I thought was really weird. Huh. I'm pale as hell. Oh. Kind of look like Snow White. Thanks. I think so. I just got this vision, and this is going to date me, but mm -hmm. I remember the uh, behind the scenes for Thriller, mm -hmm. the video when it came out, mm -hmm. and they were putting the uh, werewolf contacts in Michael's eyes, and his eyes were tearing and, and like pouring yeah. out, and to this day, it still bothers me. Oh. I had that, I because the, oh, they released you? that on home video with the behind the scenes and then the actual music video. That was awesome. Yeah. I still remember that. From Ryan Rub, uh, Robledo, Chris, the Houston Astros brought home the World Series title this past Saturday. People were flooding the streets after the big win. It was insane. Come back to Texas soon. Um, no, thank you. I'm, <laughs> I really like it here. Um, I actually, I only found out about the World Series win because I was leaving a bar on, um, on Magnolia in North Hollywood. I was heading to the One Up. Love that place. And these dudes passing me were screaming, go Astros. And I turned and went, in LA? I knew them. Yeah. And then they looked at me and went, Chris? And I was like, Andrew and James? Oh, okay. That makes sense. And, and makes these sense. were two guys I hadn't seen since high school who all live out here now and wow. are writing That's and acting and stuff too. It was really... so weird. That is weird. Yeah. But you bonded over the World Series victory. But I was like, good for you guys. I'm going to go drink. And they're like, let's go. Wow. It was great. It was a fun time. Yeah. That's good. Good, good job, Astros. From Dr. J, in a parallel universe, Discovery brought, bought WB in 2010, Black Adam fought the Justice League, made over $800 million, and The Rock is on to his fifth film as the character. That actually is true. Yeah. Because I can see into parallel universes in my mind when I'm sleeping. Whoa. I think that happened. Dang. It's true. I like it. Uh, Matter awesome. Hey, guys. So people say Peacemaker is the best DC show. To me, HBO's Watchmen is, followed by Peacemaker. What do you think? I have a, a love-hate relationship with the TV series of Watchmen. Yeah. I like some of it and really loathe other bits of it. Oh. But I did find the whole thing fascinating. I thought it was brilliant. I really enjoyed it. Mm. But Peacemaker is a lot more fun. I think Peacemaker is also more consistent. Yes. And, and look, my problem with a lot of the Watchmen is it's supposed to be a sequel to the comic. Mm -hmm. And I don't, like, I really... While I found the portrayal of uh, Ozymandias interesting, I didn't believe that that Ozymandias was the same Ozymandias in the Watchmen comic. That's fair. It was all, I mean, that was, that was so weird mm -hmm. and so all over the place, but okay. You know, if that's what Dr. Manhattan's going to, like, here's what Do Dr. Manhattan's going to go create life and stick Ozymandias on this planet being served by, it was just a very bizarre, crazy, I don't know where that came from. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I understand that criticism. Um, from The Richard, dreams do come true. Love you live. Oh. Thank you, The Richard. That's real sweet. Thanks so much. And Taylor, do we have any more member chats that you wanted to get through? We have four. All right. All right. First up comes to us from Ulatan, who says, if a horde of aliens landed in the Blair Witch Forest, who would win? Oh, the aliens, because they don't believe in the Blair Witch. Yeah. All right. I follow that logic. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> you got to believe in it to get which is i mean i mean if there's really a witch in the woods or like the woods are haunted mm. i mean you uh, ghosts can't haunt aliens well you know what they say witches get stitches God. well right. just that if aliens landed they can get out the point is that those teenagers were lost on foot yeah it's true so they can just leave i mean mm-hmm. Yeah, the aliens Just leave. Get out of there. All right, next up comes to us from uh, Angel Mendez, who says, Hi, guys. I really enjoy Rob and Chris. Rob and Chris, <clears throat> you're forgetting someone in the show. <laughs> they were well, forgetting me. Yeah, and Jonathan and Taylor. Well, thank you so much. We're glad you enjoy us. I, we're, I think we're a fun team. I like this group. I do, too. Yeah. This is a fun place to work. I think so. And making our promos is always really fun and dumb. It's true. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I mean, I got to give it to, I, I think you're going to win an Emmy for your promo presence, Taylor. Yeah. Oh, I hope. I really, really hope. Or at least a streamy. Yeah, um. streamy, among other things. Yeah. All right. Uh, next up comes to us from uh, Baylor Girl, Sickum Bears, who says, Rob, maybe the John Campia show needs to get a show area for the Hot Toys for Weekly Hero. Uh, an example, a backdrop or area where the background can be changed. Ooh. Uh, hey, I, I think that would be great. But, you know, John would not be adverse to that, but he would put that responsibility in my hands. Yeah. And uh, I, I can accept. I think that's a good idea. But so then what, I, what is she saying or what is he saying? Having a background where we can shoot the hot toys against. And I think that's. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. You know, like even, even a, a light box or something. Yeah. Maybe I, I, I am not adverse to that or, at all. You know, and also like what Justin from Justin's collection does, maybe just get a spinning so you can hold the camera yeah. and just go up and down. Oh, like Lazy Susan? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lazy Susan That's what they do on Sorted, and they say, put it in the sexies. And I always think that's really funny. Wow. Or we yeah. could get Rob's office all done up. Yeah, that's Ooh. what I'll do. I'll, 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 you know what? I'll make we'll a little place cool in the office. That'd be yeah, cool. Yeah, that'd be to fun. Do it. Yeah, that's we'll a good get idea. get cool lighting in there. Yeah. All right, next up, this is the last one. Comes to us from uh, Blackjack Hooligan, who says, Rob, what did you think of Twin Peaks? Have to say, I was blown away by the OG finale and Fire Walk With Me. And then that was topped by the return. I think these are episode titles. God bless David Lynch. Wish more people talked about him. Well, you know, I, I love Twin Peaks and I really loved Fire Walk With Me, the movie. Um, and it was when Twin Peaks came out. I mean, it was a huge deal. It was a gigantic game changing moment in the television landscape. And I'll tell you, as weird as Twin Peaks, the return is that episode eight with the nuclear explosion. I mean, that was insane. Um, but all in all, I think I think uh, you, so you've got. So for those of you keeping score at home, there's two seasons of the original Twin Peaks. Then there is Twin Peaks Fire Walk With Me, the movie, which is a prequel. And then there is Twin Peaks The Return, the series that was done three or four years ago um, that brings everybody back. And and it takes place after the end of the second season. And all of it is incredible television. Twin Peaks The Return gets a little, mm, what would you call, how would you call it, uh, obtuse, maybe? I don't mm-hmm. know, obscure, obscure. It's, but still awesome. So I'm a huge fan, huge fan of Twin Peaks. And that's it? That's it. Well, that's it? Yeah. Chris, our first live show, how do you think we did? I think we did well. I mean, we, I, I only mildly swore. I think we got most of the things right. I think we did a really good job. I didn't make any cracks about redheads. You didn't make one. Nobody talked about Miss Minutes secondhand. No one did. Yeah, you know, and I think we did good. I mean, I think we heeded what what Taylor had written on the board that we couldn't say. Yeah. You know, you know, I didn't talk about Blackpink. No. Uh Or La Lisa. Oh, wait. Does that count as talking about Blackpink? I mean, I think it does. Well. Eh. Almost. Well, hopefully, assuming John Campia allows us 
to continue on. We will be back next week yes. with issue number 10 of the Weekly Hero live. And it'll be fun, I guess. Uh, you know what? If you like this show, like and subscribe to the channel. And please put in the comment section anything about the show you like or love. And tell your friends. Because the only way that we're going to come to you next week is if our ratings are up. Do we get rated? Are there ratings on the show? Views, I think. Views. Are views. Okay, views. So share this with your friends. Smash that like button. Yes. All that <laughs> stuff that we're supposed to tell you. Please do it. It would be really cool of you. Yeah. That's fantastic. I want to thank Taylor Gonzalez and also Jonathan Boyko for running the show, producing the show. We couldn't do it without them. And especially thanks to everybody who so generously supported this live version of The Weekly Hero. It's great. Not only do you give us something to talk about, you also support this channel and you support us and you support this team. And we greatly appreciate that you do so. And mm -hmm. I, of course, want to extend my great thanks to my lovely cohort here, who puts a smile on everyone's face, Aww. the Enchantress of Effervescence, Chris Carr. Thank you, Rob. Where can people find you, Chris? You can find me at actor Chris Carr on both Twitter or Instagram, or you can follow my studio, Speak Friend Studio, either at or .com if you want to learn about voiceovers. And you can find me at RM Burnett on Instagram, find me on Burnett RM on Twitter, or find me on YouTube at PostGeekSingularity or PostGeekSingularity.com, where you can write me a letter that I'll read on my own show on YouTube. If you want cool. to do that. And on that note, <laughs> the we've just finished. We just got to the end, the the end mm -hmm. of issue nine of the Weekly Hero. Thanks for being here, guys. Bye, Captain bye, America. Bye. <laughs> Captain America. Bye.